season, laughter has always been a big element for my family. So it's only right that a holiday movie gives you a little bit of laughter with a big lesson involved. My grandma always said, karma is a bee and the bee has babies. Well, in the new movie, Holiday Heartbreak, Lisa Ray McCoy shows us that karma can also allow the opportunity to heal. Taking on a role produced by Tressa Smallwood, the pair shows us how words can be powerful and how forgiveness can be even more healing. He had a chance to sit down with ladies to talk about the new film, take a little bit of insight from the project and find out why it was so important for them. Welcome to Swab Sessions with Lisa Ray McCoy and Tressa Smallwood. So I guess just to kind of start, what made you pick this film for Christmas? So this was not a Christmas movie before. It was called Chasing the Butterflies, and it was okay. romantic comedy prior to being turned into a Christmas film. And so this is really just a testament to always believe in your project and never give up because the young lady, Tiffany Yancey, who wrote the, the script, she came to me um, and asked me to help her with uh, finding some funds to film it and finding distribution. And so we started the pitching process two years ago and nobody would bite. They kept saying, oh, we kind of like it. We kind of like it. So I said, hey, Tiffany, go back, tweak the script for me, turn it into a Christmas movie, add you know, a little bit more humor, et cetera, and bring it back to me. And she did that. And when she brought it back to me, I said, you know what? We're not going to keep asking somebody to give us a shot. Let's make the movie on our own and then we'll go and license it back. And that's what we did. Yeah, and sometimes that's how you got to do it. Well, let me say this, first of all. See, see, she used to be a um, a pu publisher, right? Uh -huh, so, a publisher. Uh, uh, for books. And exactly. so she knows story. Yeah. So when somebody give you a script and it was something and you can say, hey, this is how we're going to package this because this is how I see this. And with my experience and what I've come, where I come from, I need you to rewrite it a little bit, add a little bit more humor and bring it back to me. She had the vision already. You know what I mean? Right. She saw what it can become. And that is what makes a good producer because a lot of people don't hear about the producers. They just see the name and the title. They don't really know what they do. But before it even gets to us as the actors, it mm -hmm. has start with something that they believe in a body of work in which they can say hey I can make something out of this and I can build a cast that will want to do this film that right. it can be for the masses so for it to be a something and now it's turned into a bigger something that is now a holiday film for the whole family to enjoy while we're in this pandemic on BET December 16th then <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that's good stuff. That's good stuff, you know. And, and you know, listening to your cast as well, because, you know, we sent the script out. Cast had changes, you know. Michael Collins yeah. was like, you know, hey, can we do this? And what do you think about that? You have to listen to your cast. So I'm big right. on, on this. When it starts at the very beginning for me, I'm listening to a lot of people. and We're collaborating before it gets to the screen where everybody else sees it. Yeah, because it takes a lot of moving parts to make it work. For sure. And a lot of people that I've interviewed so far, they'll tell you that that's probably like the most um, difficult aspect is getting your voice into the production aspect. Yeah. 
So for you to actually take the advice from the actors and everything to make the movie, that's amazing. Yeah. And not everybody is like that either because they don't give you that opportunity. But she's training a whole new Greek creed of people that now can understand that they do have a voice and not be afraid to at least exercise that right. Sure. Right. Absolutely. So when you when you say, you know, the script is done, I like this, and you start doing the casting, what were your challenges in that? Um, I guess even, was this before COVID hit when you guys started filming? No, we filmed this during COVID in August. Okay. Yeah, we filmed this in August, and we literally, once we wrapped, we had two months to edit, wrap it up in a bow, and pitch it and find a buyer. So... It was like, all right, y'all, roll your sleeves up and let's go. But you know, if you if you believe in your project, then it'll happen. I mean, who wouldn't want to want to license a movie with Lisa Ray, Michael Collins, <laughs> AJ Johnson? I mean, you would have to be a little bit nutty, right? <laughs> Basically, a little bit. <laughs> it's just so bit. good. I mean, the quality, and it's just gonna make people feel so good. My my dad watched it. And he just laughed the whole time. I kept saying, Dad, you like it? And he just, he never even responded to me. He just kept laughing. He just kept yeah. laughing. So, you know, it's just one of those things where you got to just believe in yourself and go for it. And that's what we did as a whole, the entire group. It was everybody. It doesn't matter whether you were BCAM operator. It doesn't matter whether you were picking up the trash. It doesn't matter whether you were testing us. It was a, a whole collective group that made this possible. Yeah. And that's, that's the important part, especially now. It's just... I watched it and laughed and it's just it felt good to like laugh because there's so much seriousness right now that you just yeah. need that that humor or something to just make you smile and giggle about for a little while so because I enjoyed that movies when you do movies we get a chance to pretend yeah right we get a chance to hide behind the character but we're also entertaining you all because right now everybody ain't doing nothing but watching tv you know, basically we have to be able to bring content and so i'm so thankful that we're able to work now because we're part of being an essential workers now because of bringing and being able to bring entertainment and so when you have such a a project in which you believe in because we've been at this let me just be honest we've been at this since 8 45 this morning right boom 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 you know and right it can just be a little bit repetitious you know mm -hmm. But it really has not been because when you talk about something that feels good, it resonates in you because everybody wants to or needs to feel good anyway. Because as you said, we are such in serious times. Thank mm -hmm. God we won the election. You know what I mean? So change. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, but now we got to recondition ourselves to whatever this new normal is going to be. Even right. You know, and COVID and the COVID regulations, you know, they had to take our temperatures, you know, at least 16 times a day. You know what I mean? We had to swab. We had the mouth swab. We had the, the finger prick. We had everything. You know what I'm saying? So now it, I'm just accustomed to it. I just go to, to them and go, okay, here you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think I have a whole, I think I got a third hole right here for real. So listen, these COVID tests are no joke. Yeah. No, I, I did it once. My nose was violated. And I was like, I'm done. So <laughs> I don't got it. We cool. I'm staying away from y'all. We good okay. to go. <laughs> so I guess for both of you, um, again, in pandemic, and I know Lisa Ray, you have numerous businesses that you're running. Um, how are you 
are you finding time for yourself now or are you more busy trying to make all of that work? A little bit of both. And I'm really glad for this time because at the beginning of the pandemic, I felt like, okay, this is cool because this is kind of like my life anyway. I like to be leading. <laughs> However, <laughs> I did find more of myself because as the time passed and then you start getting bored and then the bed start calling you because the bed, you got a way of staying in the bed. It, it, it pulls your energy. You know what I mean? Then you're like, mm -hmm on tired and it's like you've been in the bed for the last three days watching tv from the bed working from the bed um uh, uh, uh eating from the bed so much you know from the bed so right. i'm able to find different projects around my house to be able to do i know when my circuit break where my circuit breakers are i know what time my sprinkler system comes on now <laughs> about my house you know what i mean and i've been able to embark upon business and i opened up my first store in the Beverly Center here called LR Homestyles, which is my furniture and mattress line. And my tag to that is that we've always been sleeping on white mattresses, but I have the first black mattress, so it's called Sleep Black. And so I have Becky in the background going, once you sleep black, never <laughs> You know, <laughs> I'm like, yeah, and cut, print. You know what I mean? And so, <laughs> I've been thinking of video. What you laughing for? I love, I love it. I love it. The best marketing. I mean, best marketing ever. Okay. I love yeah. It. So you know, being able to have a business in the pandemic and teaching my granddaughter and my daughter that this is a family business that we got to get in from the ground up. You got to learn it from the ground up. You know. Yeah going to be in the store every day you know i'll make appearances there here and there you know but actually uh they will be the ones that i would lead that back to so i want them to know how to run it you know so i don't want them to have someone else run it for them and then they have to take on what they tell them no 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 i want you to be able to say no no I'm this i know how this is supposed to go and this is how i want you to do it because i got the structure already that is what i look for so now i'm working more for legacy and my job is to just my name out the blog so I can just keep the brand alive. You know what I mean? <laughs> it ain't an easy task. <laughs> Not, I mean, I make the shade room every week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> what did I say now? You know what I mean? So, so honored. I'm, I'm thankful and I'm very blessed. Yeah. Um, just to, to kind of piggyback on that, what made you go into furniture? Actually, I went into mattresses first because what people don't really realize is that your rest and your thought process and your stress level starts with a good night rest. Mm -hmm. And I was looking for mattresses. I was going to the manufacturers and I saw nobody of color that was owning anything. And so people start coming to me about opportunities. It was always a hairline, an eyelash line, a nail polish line, lip gloss, lipstick. It was like, okay, the beauty thing is oversaturated for me. I'm an mm -hmm. old, mature, seasoned woman now. And so, you know, I have to think of what other things that can be a possibility even for the younger princess that's coming up. I want her to be able to identify with business opportunities other than just the beauty world. Use your creativity in a whole different way. Yeah. Be 
to employ people and to be able to see people like us so that can be the example you know and so for me i know i'm creative i know i love to be able to put things together and i learned that from directing i love to see things come together and when you start looking at your own home and seeing where you want to put things and then your girlfriend call you going can you come over here and see you know uh, if you can find a bed to go with this or, or what you think about putting this here it's almost like well do I got a new niche and <laughs> with the mattresses and we were going to do a diamond mattress which I do and I have a whole line of different mattresses I have the pillow top I have a copper uh mattress I have the diamond mattress I have a black and white mattress I have you know um the all black mattress you know and then we got some white mattresses for all of you all that don't want to sleep black however <laughs> I said my partner said you know what why don't you <laughs> I'm going to start charging you for my funny okay I'll take that. I'll pay you for it. <laughs> that is good. <laughs> and so I started, you know, uh, doing with the mattresses and he was like, let's get a, my partner said, let's get a showroom. And I thought showroom with just and only mattresses. Maybe we can do other things. Cause I'm a candle girl too. Like I'm a freak for fragrances. Like I love smell good. Remember the plugins when they came out, I had a plug outlet. I went in every room I went into. It was like, do we have any more? Because I stopped smelling it. It was been four days, but I still, I, it's not strong enough. I mean, exactly. exactly. And then you come out with the candles and then your light, your body ain't never looked so good against that candle light. I'm telling you, please believe. You know what I'm saying? If you're doing other things, but if you want the light to be able to see the light, I mean, you know, you can use the candle for that as well. You know, but I wanted to bring other things, almost like a Pier One or the Black Martha Stewart, if you will. You know? And yeah. I'll come out with pots and pans because I'm a great cook. I want to come out with the candles. I want to come out with air diffusers, pillows, linen. Um, you can see me in Kmart, Walmart, Target, Sears, heck, wherever. But for right now, I'm building my own brand and I have my first store in the Beverly Center here. And I'm very proud of that. And I have my jean line that's coming out next year. PZI jeans. And so, you know, while I'm building the brand and still doing what I have passion for, I also have passion for business. And so I've been able to build a business within this pandemic that has given me the time to do so. So I'm very glad about that. No, that is amazing. And that's my skill, and that's it. I love it. (laughs) I love it. So for you, are you Again, as a producer, are you finding that same challenge or are you doing the, the opposite as well? Are you just working more because instead of, you know, kind of being home and secluded? Yeah, so it's it's a really uh, busy time for me right now. I was supposed to shoot films in March. And, you know, as you know, we went, you know, on quarantine in March and it pushed everything back for me. And so because of that, I didn't start until June. So I shot four movies back to back. Wow. In July, and then Lisa Ray and I we shot Holiday Heartbreak in August, and then as soon as I finished that in August, I started working on my 2021 slate. Took a break, and then now I'm shooting a film right now as we speak. We'll wrap on December 18th. Um, but because I come from the book publishing world, I have 164 books under my publishing house, which means I own I own the right to rights to all that content. And so what we do is typically we pick three to four movies a year that we can adapt from a book and turn into a film so that that way I know that I own it 
And then there's some projects that I might collaborate with, with networks or do some things where, um, you know, it's more of a business move. But ultimately, I just want to build a movie catalog the same way that I've done with my book catalog and, and really leave a legacy for my kids. So that's why, you know, Lisa Ray and I have this synergy because we're yeah. both moms. We both know about legacy. And it's the only way that you can do it for them is to teach them. So my children, they work off that. You know, they sometimes they don't like the 12 to 14 hours. And I'm like, hey, nobody really cares. If you plan on eating tonight, you need to be over here at this time and do this job because that's what it's low. You want know? to eat. Because <laughs> it's that serious, you know, it's right. that, that point. It's like you got to teach them because they can have that sense of entitlement. They mm-hmm. go, Heck, I had it too. I had it too growing up. It was like, wow, all of this came easy because you've done it already. But then when it was time for me to get out on my own, it was like, oh, you say I got to do it for myself now? Yeah. Right. Thank you. And Thank not you. having the tools to know how to do it is a disadvantage for you. For sure. Mm-hmm. Even your maturity level of, well, how did I get here? You got here because you wasn't listening. You wasn't observing, you know? And so I don't mm-hmm. make those same mistakes myself within my family, you know? So I now when you know better, you do better. So now right. that I know, then it's like, I'm trying to figure out how to push it now, how to push the narrative over there and say, hey, this is what it is over here, you know, without just right. it to them. And it's right. so simple. I know for me, so from March to June, I was in the house. It was almost like I was getting to know my children all over again. It was like, wait a minute, this is this what you do? This, this, because you were right there. You know what I mean? With, we right. weren't friends in, in March and June. We were home. We didn't start doing any of that again. Mm-hmm. So, me, it was the wake up call. Like, wow, I gotta make sure my children understand and not just give, give, give. Right, absolutely. And then when you get, um, I'll, I'll probably go back to that in a little bit. But when you get to the the movie, and one of the lines that I really loved about it is the words have power. And I tell people that all the time. Like, if you have dreams or aspirations, like speak them, put air into them, like put life into it. And saying that, you know, they either have the power to heal or destroy. Like, how important was that message for the movie? Oh, for sure. It was very important. And what's great is that A.J. Johnson played uh, Michael Collier's wife who delivered Mm -hmm. the line. And she's very spiritual. She does uh, soul food sessions um, on her Instagram. And I always tune in and I send messages like, ooh, that was for me. Because, you know, you need those people in your life who can things and you you you're not offended and you're just mm-hmm. oh that was that was for me it's like that moment mm-hmm. that it just checks you and I right. feel like she always deliver those messages that will check me um and so for her to deliver the line in the script it was it was important and it was great that it was coming from her right absolutely and Lisa Ray I know that um I saw your Ayala episode and I know that was like a big thing with you and your family just kind of like speaking things back out. And then in the movie, you have like crystals and like there's bees and there's this very bohemian kind of theme. So is that something that you're really big on as well? Um, I had been in it before and I teach vision board workshops. I'm definitely a believer of manifestation and the power of your words. Yeah. Uh, but sometimes as humans, we get impatient and we don't trust in the process. And so when you have something that's deep rooted enough that's making you have pain and that want to change, it's like you become desperate or I will say I became desperate, desperate in a way in which I needed to to change 
for my family. I needed to break a generational curse. I needed to do something about the pain that yeah. we as a family are feeling, you know? And that's why I went to Ayala because I watched her. I was a fan as well. You know, I did go into the process like, look here, if you talk to me like you talk to them, <laughs> your episodes, it's going to be true, boo, true. It's not, not going to work. It's going to be one of them same old episodes where somebody going to walk out. But I knew I was in trouble. I knew that my family was in trouble. And yeah. so I just kept praying underneath my voice, underneath my, you know, of me, you know, inside and saying, you came here for a reason. You came to get help. Trust be open, hear what she's saying, and take the defense mechanism down. Yeah, yeah. Because that's where it happens. Your ego gets in the way because it's like, oh, she can't talk to me like that, or she can't say that. And it's like, no, no, no. Let her get it out. And sometimes you gotta throw up stuff to see where it lands before you can clean it up. And so for me, even that process can be hard because I'm also known for just blah, saying what I wanna say, you know? And that's right. just me but when you amongst family and there's a respect level there or even a little guilt or just a little nervous energy or just being or turning back into that 13 year old girl again when you with your mom mm-hmm. then i want to say this i want to let you know how i feel but you this might get rougher turn rougher than what it did before i said so that's okay right. and- down and you keep suppressing it and suppressing it and that's what I was doing even as a grown woman even as a queen of my own castle I would turn 10 years old when queen mother would come and it was like no 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 it's only one queen to a castle but see I had to learn how to say it yeah delivery on how to say it because if you said in your truth then you you said and you you, you believe it and you understand it and sometimes your stuff is your stuff but you gotta mm-hmm. stuff too and that is what she taught me in the delivery to change the way that you are doing it. Because if you knew how to do it, you wouldn't be here. And it was right. like, you absolutely right. So I got a lot of feedback, a lot of great positive comments back from being transparent and being to, to show what my family is going through that humanized me, you know, to let everybody know, hey, you too, me too. You know what I mean? Right. And I just enjoyed reading all the comments of them saying that, wow, me and that's me and my mother. Now I see a a, a different way to be able to handle it. And here's the thing. There's a part two where I went back to do more work with her. And I'll just say she handed me my entire ass (laughs) and tore me down to build me up. But I'm going to tell you this. It needed to happen. I needed a strong black diva to be able to be right here with me because I'm strong. Who but wouldn't have worked for me? I said, you can't tell me nothing. And with her being older and have the example of the history of her doing this for so long, it spoke to me. It spoke volume because it was like, yeah, if you knew what you was doing, you wouldn't be here. She is in in the seat. I'm in the hot seat. Sit back and listen. And that's what I was able to do. So I, I, I can't wait for part two to come out because when you watch it um, for the first time, you get a chance to see the work in a whole different way. And all the left there with workbooks and, and tools that she gave me and that I'm reading and I'm constantly using every situation every day to, to change because we're still under the same roof in this pandemic. I'm And I'm praying. 
daily. And <laughs> so this is this is quite a, a challenge for me. You know what I mean? Right. Being stretched to go to that next level because I know that I'm being called to do so. Because I can't rule, I can't stand in the throne unless I know how to rule. You know, mm-hmm. can't always you can't rule like this. Don't a queen rule like this? A queen rules like this, like this. Oh, it and next. There. Put your head. negotiation but ain't no back ain't this so when she said to me who are you what purpose in your intent it was um um uh, what then <laughs> know you and it was like what when i you i like i don't even know if my eyelashes is still on <laughs> <laughs> It and don't she said, care. She all of that, and so I am now her new walking testimony and a newfound faith that I have been watching some of the episodes of hers to all the people that did not trust the process, and I've been reaching out to them, and I've been saying, see, from your episode and from where I was distrusting and where I went wrong, I see the similarities. Yeah. So I can take, tell you and encourage you. Like she encouraged me because maybe you heard it wrong or maybe you weren't ready then, but maybe you can take it from someone else. Right. That is what I'm doing now. And it feels great. Nice. Nice. For both of you, um, what do you expect men to take from the movie? Because I saw a shift in Michael Collier's character (laughs) that really showed your past can come back and get you. But also like a healing mechanism for men that I don't think too many men actually put in place when it comes to dealing with women. Um, even just the apology aspects of life. So what do you good guys think from that? Hmm, good, good question. That's a good, we broke, we see us both over here rocking. Like, you know, I, I think coming off of what I just said, um, um, you know, we're in new times right now, you know? Yeah. And social media is ruling with the millennials. They are teaching us how it's supposed to be done because that's how they're doing it. And the old, we kind of like, oh, that's TMI. You know what I mean? But it's like, you better get with the times, you know? However, karma is real. Mm-hmm. And you put, treat people and what you put out there because of how we have the gossip columns and everything you say is on the blogs it will come back and bite you. So you got to be careful. And you want to be careful on how you treat people because you never know what goes around comes around, what goes up comes down, you know? Right. You always be at the same level and you don't really know who you're going to need. You know, mm-hmm. it's every type of business that you're in. And so for me, it's like the story in the, the story in the movie is my ex had womanizing ways. He wasn't so savvy about how he treated his past girlfriends. But then he found love and he got married, right? Mm -hmm. He has this wonderful, awesome wife and now you think you're on a good road. But what about all the hearts that you broke when you weren't conscious about what you were doing? Right. 
now that you have that going on and you this example for your family and for your kids and for your extended family, they're watching you. You didn't clean that up. Right. You, you need to apologize. You need to say, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. I've grown from that. And please accept my apology because I'm not the same person anymore. Right. Words can mean a lot, can break the chain for so many other people that was in your past. You know, so it is to be careful on what you do. And it's to be able to put that that self-consciously or conscious on your mind to be able to do just that, even in your future. You know, the fact that Michael Collier was able to go back and be able to say, Let me, take me back into my past. What have I done? Who did I hurt? What do I have to do? And it's like a bad past. Let me tell you what you got to do. And I do. Right. So you got to yeah. watch the rest of the movie. <laughs> I watched it twice. <laughs> oh, good. <laughs> I'm on it. Good. Yeah, and I think just for me, Honestly, if for, for men, if you have a daughter or even if you don't have any children, know that you will have a daughter one day. And if you just think about your child, that will change everything. Because whatever you do to a woman, if you know that somebody might do that to your daughter, you will think twice before doing it. Yeah, absolutely. And, and, and I think that's the, the fear of men. But Again, if you do what you're supposed to do, and you won't have to worry about that, your daughter will be good. You have and no you know problem. what? I'm gonna add this too because when you grow, you you grow away from certain things. You know, yeah. I was the other day. She had asked me, right? Should <laughs> you know? Well, you know, when you start dating somebody, you know, uh, what is he gonna do for you? And it was like, you know what? It's not about what he's gonna do for me. It's what I bring to the table and what I've done for myself is going to bring him to the table to bring what he's going to bring to the table. So then we build from there. See, I don't have the same game that I had back then because my mindset is different now. I've grown from that. Yeah, before it was like, what? You know, you're going to take me to dinner? I don't want McDonald's now. I don't eat McDonald's. I want to go over here to this automatically. I'm I'm ordering from this side of the menu. You know what I mean? Right. But you pay for that side of the menu if he got up and walked out. So why are you asking for something that you cannot give yourself? Mm -hmm. So God bless the child who has his own, for real, for real. real. That's the lesson in it from my growth of how I used to play the shenanigans and play the game and my Pinterest and my whatever that you, like the girls say now, they secure in the bag. I'm a hustler. Yeah, well, we all hustlers, but what are you hustling upon? Right. How are you doing it? You know what I mean? Are you just out there? You know what I mean? Because there's no dignity or your ego is in the way. Got to think about it. And so when you do get older, you're more seasoned, you start thinking about those type of things. And so I'm no longer with all the stuff that I used to say mm-hmm. five years ago. I am not that same person. I am forever evolving. And so that's what we got to keep pulling the millennials over to our side. So then when they learn it, they do the same thing. And pull, I don't know what we're going to call the millennials after these millennials after them. But we got to keep pulling them <laughs> because that's our jobs. That's our jobs. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. That was pretty much, that's all the questions I had. Um, I think that people are going to enjoy the movie, especially, again, something that's lighthearted and fun and has a message behind it. So um, I'm excited to see how people receive it. Um, 
again, yeah. I'm probably going to watch it a couple more times with my nieces and nephews just to kind of <laughs> like start that conversation early. Um, but I wanted to tell both of you, um, you are definitely inspirations to generations. So what you guys are doing is amazing. Um, the fact that you are serious businesswomen and showing that you can do these things is beyond inspiring. So thank you just for being you and doing what you do. And I hope everyone else is able to see that as well. Oh, thanks, Chocolate. I mean, um, <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, shot. <laughs> see, you're making me blush in my whole brownness. More laughter, more laughter, you know what I mean? <laughs> I'll take it.